All right, guys, I'm going to keep this intro short and sweet. I think I've said that before, and I've gone like five or six minutes. That's kind of a long time to go solo. Uh, so next week, I'm just letting you guys know, I will be, uh, there will not be an episode because uh, I am going on a hunting trip with uh, episode number two guest, Ryan Shooter Bernard. And uh, this is going to be a really good time. I was thinking about trying to bring some of my podcast equipment up there and maybe doing an episode or two or I haven't really figured it out, but maybe just uh, recording some stuff while we're up there in the tent and uh, maybe releasing it somehow, some way when I get back. But uh, yeah, there probably won't be an episode available next week. Uh, So take that time to catch up on some older episodes or check out some of the ones that uh, you think you might not be interested in. Uh, and you might uh, find yourself surprised. Uh, this week, we got Kristen Thomas. She owns a company called Open the Doors Coaching. Uh, it's kind of uh, a life coach, sex coach, um, motivator, if you will. Just kind of, uh, I don't know, she's an entrepreneurial woman that's got a real driven attitude and believes in her uh her compassion and following that with uh, her company now that she started. And uh, you've probably never heard of a sex coach before. And this is a fun episode. We get laughing about all kinds of good things. Um, warning to mom and dad. I don't know if you listen to my podcast or not. I don't think you do. If you do, skip this one. Uh, and this one goes out to my sister. Uh, you probably want to skip this one too. You guys do have to look at me in the eyes when we see each other. So, everybody else, hey, enjoy it. We have a real good time. Uh, like I said, uh, we get into some, you know, good serious stuff about her company and and, and what she does as a sex coach. But uh, you guys know me; I'm ridiculous sometimes, and I go off subject. Uh, I think uh, I don't know. I'm going to let you guys enjoy this one. Uh, Resurrection Fern, why don't you go ahead and kick it? Hello, we're back. Thank you for being here. Who are you? Kristen with Open the Doors Coaching. Open the Doors Coaching. How did we even get our paths crossed? Do you know? Because I Instagram. Know. Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I don't. <coughs> I think I just found your podcast page and started following because I was looking for people that are local that are doing those things. And um, I don't know. I think we followed each other for month or two and then you commented on something and then kind of went from there yeah i followed you for i think you probably followed me first and then i followed back and i saw lots of your posts and then i remember seeing a post with you and two other females saying something something we're in kansas city three um we were wellness champions we're working uh with dr michelle robin here in town on a project um still details to come but we um the four of us are all associated with resolve counseling and wellness in prairie village um, and we're participating in a group with Dr. Robin with her Your Wellness Connection and Small Changes, Big Shifts Foundation. That's a so. lot of words that I don't <laughs> know what that stuff really means. Yeah. So like what exactly, what can you so talk about? There's some stuff you so can't. So one, one of my 
big focuses here in town isn't just um, sexual health, it's overall well-being. And through this group, I think that it's going to be a good way to promote the message of uh, holistic health and well-being, um, sexual health being a part of that. Is that a big part? Uh, for me, it is. You know, that's my passion. Your passion is sex? Yes. I'm a relationship dating and sex coach, so I say that I help people with their love lives. When you tell people you're a sex coach, <laughs> what do men say and what do women say? What are the first things each sex says to you or does, body language-wise? Like, what happens... The when first thing that they say, like, you can see the surprise in their face. Well, from, from both? From both, both sexes? Yes. Okay. Um, and it depends upon the context and their age. Okay. Uh, and, we're like, where I'm meeting them, specifically. Um, I do a lot with some civic organizations here in town, and... Like one chamber, I say, I'm a relationship dating and sex coach. And they all usually say, um, what? And I say, you heard correctly. Um, whereas at the LGBT chamber, I say, I'm a sex coach. And like, oh, yeah, okay, cool, let's talk. Okay. And I think that's just because a lot of them have dealt with their sexuality. Um, kind of forced into public it, yeah. Ways. Yeah. Um, so they're just more open with it. Um, like last night, I, I met a gal, um, a friend of mine, introduced me to her and he was he called me coach i was like you know i'm kind of still getting used to that <laughs> just because that's oh kind yeah. of a very like dude thing to call somebody's like hey coach what up coach and i looked at him and was like i'm still kind of getting used to that because like guys are probably used to that but as as a lady i'm just not and she kind of well, to be funny i said oh i'm it's my business i'm a coach and he goes tell her what kind of coach uh-huh. i said oh i'm a sex coach she's like hi my name is oh, uh, really? like nice to meet you let's talk so a lot of women especially my age when i say i'm a sex coach they're super excited to talk to me and get some advice okay am i allowed to say or ask how old you are i'm 37 okay i well, don't mind telling people my age i look young so sometimes i feel like i need to tell people my age they'll take me a little bit more seriously oh yeah because you don't want to listen to... Who cares about... A, I won't say who cares. Younger people. If you're like 25-year-old, like, yeah, you would totally take a 30-year-old's advice. But if you're 45... Would you, though? I mean, I think so. Bitches I mean, be catty. Bitches be catty, yo. Bitches be catty, but yes. The thing is, I... Young bitches be catty. Sometimes, if you're talking about being a coach, your age can definitely help you. Because they're wanting you to have some a certain amount of life experience before you get out there and start coaching people. Yeah. Which I feel like I do. So... Huh. I am uh, currently working towards becoming a certified sex coach through Sex Coach U. I, this has got to be, I am a very open-minded guy. Mm-hmm. I am on the internet <laughs> a lot. A lot. Not a lot, a lot. I do try to monitor it. You go down some rabbit holes occasionally. Sort of, yeah. Okay. And I've really never experienced or really heard or even thought of the concept of a sex coach. This has got to be. A, is this a fairly new concept or has it been around I would say that we are a, a newer industry, yes. I mean, coaching in itself being a newer industry, a lot of people would you know, traditionally have turned to a therapist for some of the things that we would have done. Okay. Um, so okay. Yeah, like business coaching kind of came about first, but just the idea of coaching kind of became popularized over the last you know, 20, 30 years. And there are actually specific methods behind how you coach people that are different than therapy. Um, I do plan on going and getting my master's and my PhD eventually. I do want to be a clinical sexologist, but for now... I mean, school's really expensive. Um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was in a job I wasn't very happy with and got the inspiration last year after listening to a podcaster talking about how she became a sex coach and started kind of going down that path of how do I actually open up a small business? And I got a business mentor with SCORE through the Small Business Administration. And she was the one who said, you know, there's lots of people out there coaching in lots of different areas that have zero experience, no degrees, nothing like that, Mm -hmm. no license. Um, 
I would just start your business now. Just be really clear and open with people that, you know, you're working towards becoming that certified sex coach, which I'm, I'm almost done. I'm getting there. And um, huh. just tell people what you want to do. And I said, you know, I want to help people with their love lives. What were you so doing beforehand? I was working for a manufacturer, traveling quite a lot, selling electrical components. and Just like a saleswoman? Yeah. Is I've done a lot of sales in the past. Okay. So that would kind of... That would tell me that you're kind of a go-getter, kind of an mm-hmm. entrepreneur type, mm-hmm. motivated person that can. Yes. Okay. For sure. I'm trying. I'm really looking at this. Is I, it's funny that I keep finding these guests like this that are just going after their dream. Gotta have the hustle. And doing what they want to do, saying, you know, screw you. I don't want to work for you. Mm-hmm. I want to work for myself. Yeah. And it's it's really cool to see that. And, and you guys all have that same. There's just something in you guys that has that like go get them mentality. Like, like even you, even though you have been working for the man, there's something still that says because everybody says, oh, "Fuck the man, yeah. I don't want to work for them." Fuck them. No, nobody does. Nobody wants to, but some of us don't really have a choice because we don't have it in us to do something different. Yeah, and some people do say, "Yeah, fuck the man, I am going to do what I want to do," and you guys all have that same. You actually do it. You yeah. follow through. It takes some gumption. Yeah. You know? But it takes this. I don't know what it is. I wish I had it. But it's like this crazy motivation that just is. I think it's just in your guys' DNA. Maybe so. My dad's an entrepreneur. He, you know, he did work for the man for a while. He worked for a uh, very large corporation that uh-huh. is a giant discount chain store. Okay. That kind of helped destroy. We can we can know, speculate. America. Yeah. Anyway, well, that's capitalism. Yeah. I mean, we need yeah, it. We need He's, it. He is. We have three hundred and something million people. I'm sorry, mom things, and pop. The lessons he learned we have working to do. for a capitalist, you know, corporation, yeah. or what carries him now on in his retirement as a numismatist, he would claim. It. Look, but he's got his own little small business. But he had one when he was younger. He loved it. He couldn't really sustain it with starting a family and everything. So right. he went back to it once he retired. And so yeah, a lot of my cousins on both sides of the family have kind of gone in for themselves in some way, shape or form. So yeah, I think it is a little bit just, um, socialized. Yeah. So partly socialized, partly just in you. Yeah. It's in you. That's awesome. I'm really happy for you to actually make that step. And you've been doing it for about a year. That's when you kind of, a year and a half almost. (sighs) So you're just a baby. You've got such a long way to go. And it seems like you just imagine what I'll be like when I'm like Dr. Ruth's age. Oh, Man. Dr. Ruth, good one. Yeah, I love her. I love her. Remember that Dr. old lady? Dr. Ruth, Remember would she be a lady? sex coach? She was a sex therapist. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, this day and age, you could maybe call her. Yeah, she was. She's. I think she's still alive, if I recall correctly. She's still up. She's not really doing much, if I recall. Um, remember the lady late at night on cable that used to like people would call in, and she like rate and talk about dildos and vibrators and stuff like that. I'm gonna tell you something that might surprise a lot. Um, Oh, Ryan, sometimes <laughs> you open up too much on your podcast. I'm trying to figure out if I should tell you guys or not. Hey, I, you know, if this was just a you and me context, obviously it would be confidential, but, you know. It's not a big deal. Here, All right, like here's a, it's not even, a, it's just weird. Um, I, people tell me that it's weird, kind of weird this day and age. I don't watch porn. Okay. I've never been a real big porn guy. There's I've, nothing wrong with that. I've had I've had sure I've watched my fair share. I don't. I'm not abstinent of porn. It's not like you've never. I've gotten porn. down with it for sure. Okay. But it's not like I can't tell you the last time I fired. You can. I dare anyone to come on my computer over here, 
find you find porn on there that I've watched. You, it's not existence. You won't find it. Uh, I anyways, not I cannot say the same thing for my computer or and my I, phone. And I think it's I think porn's great. I think it should be out there. I have nothing against it. And I'm glad people watch it. It's just I don't need it. It's whatever. Um, so like that's never been in. Some people aren't really visual people when it comes to how they utilize fantasy, or they can just yeah. close their, their eyes and think about something, or they prefer to think about previous sexual experiences, or yeah. they're more in their bodies in the moment, and so when they masturbate, they are just enjoying how it feels in the moment they're not having to worry about having that visual stimulation with pornography porn's not for everybody and there's so many different kinds of porn out there oh so, yeah i've, I've heard about them <laughs> i've heard the dark deep recesses you know the, the i think some of the strangest ones are really crazy i'm sure there's okay what's uh, i'm gonna tell you the strangest ones i've heard of mm-hmm. and i'm sure being in your profession you've heard of probably all of the Bring it on. Okay. The weirdest ones uh, to me that are weird. Mm-hmm. Quicksand porn. That's more of a fetish. But it's like porn that's okay. Is that not porn? Is, I mean, fe- is fetish porn still not porn? <sighs> so. I've never watched it. I've just heard of it. Okay. There's a, there's a, w- it's not like that there's a distinguishment. I'm just saying like, mm, it can be pornographic, yes, but a fetish film might not actually involve any intercourse. Does intercourse have to be porn? Uh, I mean, I would say intercourse is pornography, yes. Yes, but but there's but not all like porn fetish gr- okay. films that aren't pornographic. How about all? Wait, what do we? All intercourse films are, are pornographic, pornographic, but not, but not all, all pornographic films are intercourse. Yeah, exactly. So I would say that'd be porn. Quicksand porn is a porn. It's just non. Well, are they having sex? I don't think so, but it's still porn. It's not intercourse. No, exactly, but it's still porn. That's my method. Okay, all right, that's fine. Porn doesn't have to have... Because it has a sexual nature to it. It has some sort of, like, it's to give someone sexual Yeah, I mean, we're just arguing semantics at this point. Um, What else? Have you ever heard of lunars? Huh? Lunars. Like, they like balloons. Balloons. I've heard of that fetish where a guy wants to watch a girl pop balloons. Mm -hmm. There's popping balloons or, yeah. Okay. Actually, what was the other one I was going to say? I said quicksand porn. What's the other one? Oh, oh, tentacle porn. Like Japanese tentacle <laughs> tentacle porn. Have you heard of that? Heard of that no. Oh, you guys, I stumped. <laughs> I stumped I mean, to the to sex say, coach. Like, Holla at your boy. That's why you guys come to Neanderthal Podcast because we stumped the professionals. I'm just messing around with you. I'm sorry. I mean, there's <laughs> something out there for everybody, sure. But, jeez. That yeah, it's like these uh, animated octopus with all, or these monsters, and they're gigantic. And oh, they're so it's anime. I think so. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's actual real live tentacles, but I would not put that against the internet. I mean, anime makes sense. I just put it out there. I'm sure it's out there. I'm sure real live. I'm sure real. I'm not going to think about that. People that's are going to start sending you links. <sighs> oh, so that that's funny. Oh, I got a great question for you. Okay. You've listened to my podcast a mm-hmm. few times. Yeah. You know I bounce around a lot sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay. This is one of those moments. Welcome. I'm along for the ride. Okay. <laughs> and I do that too. I do that too. You start taking notes. Nah, I can't do that. It's not. Uh, yeah, well I was, yeah, we're talking about. Te- oh, yeah. I would People s- sending you links. Oh, yes. Thank you. You brought me back. So last week's guest was a female mm-hmm. and she's got quite the following and she has an assistant and a lot of she said 
I, her her assistant was with her, and she mentioned something about making a joke about getting dick pics. And I was just mm-hmm. like, is that for real? Mm-hmm. She and her assistant said because the assistant goes through all the emails. He goes, oh yeah, he's piped up. He goes, oh mm-hmm. yeah. He said, and then after the podcast, he said, no. He goes, really? I get about fifty dick pics a day or a week, a day, a day or a week, probably a week. I don't get dick pics. I don't know what okay. it is. I mean, I had when I was on like dating apps and stuff, but I don't really get them anymore. Now, what I do get is because I've got a marketing guy. I don't have an assistant, but I have a guy I pay to help me with. You got somebody like, too. Everybody's somebody, got, somebody got somebody but me. I got. I got a guy. I, got I a guy. do actually. Can I just interrupt real quick? We'll no. talk about. It. I got a guy in here right now running cameras. This is the Flat Earther. He's been on the podcast before. He's behind the scenes doing the cameras. Thank you, Robin, for being here. Appreciate it. Now, tell me about your guy. I got a message. Actually, I think it was a comment. It wasn't even like a DM on an Instagram that was, oh, you're a sex coach. Does that mean you're good in bed? And he called me up. He's like, so how do you want to respond to this? I'm like, probably the same way I do in person, which is, yeah, but that's really not the point. Yeah. And he goes, wait, you, you get asked that? I'm like, yeah. He goes, in person? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. In fact, last time was at a huge event with hundreds of people in the room, and it was a woman. I handed her my card, and was she's she like, pissed cool. off? No, is that, does that mean you're, like, really good in bed? Oh, okay. And I was like, yes, but that's not the point. And then <laughs> I got everyone around me laughing. So I just usually approach things like that with humor. He you goes, got to. He goes, I, uh, okay, I'm glad that you approach everything with humor, but I can't believe people have the audacity to ask you that. I'm like, people are audacious. It's, it, it, dude, especially. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, we can admit it. Oh, no. Women, women are much. They're not creeps, though. Women keep uh, it keep it at bay. Okay, they might the be thing. creeps in, in inside their head, but they're not letting that monster out. Dudes just let that monster out, and they're creepy as fuck whenever they want. You're not getting usually they're creepy as fuck late at night after they've had a few drinks. Sure, are the women? That's when I mm, not to me. I mean, what about you? Is that no. when you're getting the the creepy? DMs? I don't I don't get any DMs. Mm, not yet. I no, I don't get any. Uh, the only DMs I get are me reaching out to someone and them coming back to me like you for being on the podcast. Mm-hmm. My last guest for being on the podcast. That's a big my primarily biggest social avenue I use is uh, Instagram. So that's mm-hmm. how I talk to people. That was, that's how I DM people for the podcast. But I've never been hit up in any kind of way from guys or gals. Mm, well, it's probably going to happen soon enough, I'm sure. You know, as um, your following grows, it'll just happen. I'm not asking for it, but I'm also not shunning it. I mean, well, that's ladies, part of my hesitation with dudes, I mean, look, there. if you want to stroke my ego, that's fine. You're not, that's all you're going to stroke. But I mean, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It wouldn't feel too bad to get a dick pic. I mean, it just uh, it's okay, unsolicited, though. It, I'm not asking for like it. You're Show me titties first. Okay, think sorry. About, think sorry. about that moment where you're just like in the middle of your day. You're going along. You get a message, all of a sudden you look at it, and it's a dick. And it's not even, like, a pretty dick. And it's not someone you know. And it's just... An unsolicited <sighs> random dick pic's got to be awful. It is awful. Yeah. It really is. I imagine. But... Pretty or not. Ra- if I got random boobs in the day, I wouldn't complain. I'd be like, oh, Nobody nice. complains. Nobody complains about boobs. But you know why? Why? They're a precious commodity because they're not mm-hmm. being thrown out there like dick pics. Dick Maybe. pics are out there a dime a dozen. They're all over the place. The market's been flooded. Yep, yeah, not boobs. I'm tired of them. And, and ladies, let's let's keep that commodity precious. Not don't have to throw them all out there all the time. No. Just DM me NeanderTalkPod on Instagram. I promise it's just between me and you. <laughs> <sighs> just don't give out your Snapchat. Snapchat me that. All right, so yeah. the sex coach. So you get mm-hmm. uh, obviously. 
a lot of weird responses, but you do a lot of really good things. I and you're doing this too, yeah. because you're obviously passionate about it, mm-hmm. which is awesome to see somebody doing something so passionate with their life and doing it. I'm so jealous that you get to do that. That's like, it's really inspiring. It's it's just really cool. I love looking at you and seeing you living your dream and doing, doing the damn thing. Thank you. Thank you. I, you know, not every day is a picnic, you know, when you're out there hustling and trying to find those clients, it's not easy. But, you know, when you get done with a meeting or you see the progress that clients have made, that's, that's what it's all about. Um, yeah, I really got into this because I, I don't have a problem with anything when it comes to adult consensual sexual expression, except medical fetish. Um, I'm going to refer you out if you've got a medical fetish. We'll talk about that in a moment. Um, you saw me. You saw me derailing. <laughs> no, right? no, no, we'll talk we'll come back good. to medical fetish. You're good. Um, but, you know, I uh, admittedly I am twice divorced. Sometimes I joke about I know more of what not to do than what to do. But I kind of wish I'd had somebody to turn to that could have helped me work through some things. Um, maybe let go of some of the guilt that I felt like I had to carry for a long time after those relationships ended. Um, I my um, kind of had to really start changing up who was around me and find the people that really um, supported me as a person, as a human, and didn't kind of derail my plans or pull me aside um, just with bad habits and lifestyles, things like that. So I had to kind of um, find myself again. And I really wish I'd had somebody along that, that journey besides my like personal trainer. Yeah. Um, so I want to be that person for other people. Wow, that's really a beautiful thing. Thank you. You know that, of course. You know it's I beautiful. I mean, when you have that moment where you actually get to see it with clients. I was going to ask, like, yeah, you've had some success stories, mm-hmm. I assume. I have. What's I that? Have. Uh, can you kind of tell us um, what was your, f- do you, obviously you remember your first. Yeah. I mean, like the best moment how did you, to me how did really you get is your the first? day that a client is like, we don't really need you anymore. I'm like, yay, right. great. Awesome. You know, I'll, I'll be here if you ever need me again. Um it was like my mentor is Dr. Patty Britton. She's been a, a sex coach for like 30 years. She kind of was she oh was wow. with Planned Parenthood for a long time, um, writing like sex education programs for them in New York. Um, now she's in Los Angeles and started Sex Coach U with her partner, um, Robert Dunlap, who's since passed in the last year. But he actually was the um, coach with the program that did my interview when I interviewed at the school. Um, so he's actually part of the reason that I'm there, too. So I only got to really chat with him on the phone a few times, but... Um, he was huge in the, the industry and, and especially with our school and everything. Um, you know, she has said that there are clients out there who she may not hear from for three or four years or even 10 years and they come back if things change or just because they, they trusted her and then they'll remember later, like, you know, I, I really did value her advice and I'm Something at a point comes in my life up again, again where I need yeah. it. Um, and people have said they're, you know, why don't you go to Los Angeles or San Francisco or New York or anywhere on the coast, really? You could probably find tons of clients because they just feel like those are more progressive areas when it comes to what I do. Kansas City is pretty progressive. I feel like it is and I also feel like uh, being from here I have a more um, unique perspective on what we go through especially with our Midwest a lot of us have that Midwest lifestyle, right. the religious upbringings. Don't have to go have. very far outside the city to get Mm-mm. get deep in the south or in the mm. backwoods that's for sure. Right yeah and I'm a Missouri girl through and through. I've lived in Missouri all but one year of my life. I know what life is like here and I know what what kind of pressures we had, especially when we were young, um, what a lot of us have had to go through with divorces and things like that. Yeah. Um, especially dealing with family, like my grandma. Oh, bless her heart. She, she passed away this year, but she hung up on me when I called her to tell her I was getting a divorce the first time. Oh, she didn't really? speak to me for a few months. 
and it wasn't until I really got into like details I didn't want to share with her that she was like oh oh okay I get it now yeah I didn't want to have to tell her that stuff you know okay I had to break her heart a little bit you know I don't know but I'm not gonna go down that road I mean yeah well when she was raised, you know, you don't oh, get yeah. a divorce. And right. she really liked him. He was a good person. We just weren't a good fit for many, many reasons. It happens. Happens yeah. every day of the week. Yeah. So she liked him and she was mad at me. Oh, sure. Yeah. I so then it. I had to break her heart and like shatter her vision of him. Yeah. Sorry. Not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. No. Hashtag sorry, not yeah. sorry. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I had. Oh, so. Your very first, how did you get your very first client? I do a lot of in-person networking. So I go to a lot of events with, um, again, like the Chamber of Commerce and stuff like that. Okay. And I had given my card to somebody and they gave my card to this person who I guess kind of knew what she was going through and was like, I, you know, maybe she could help you. And she reached out and yeah, kind of went from there. But it was, it was a couple and um, I... You know, worked with them for several months, got them through some things, helped her find some resources that she needed. Um, she was kind of experiencing some trauma that she needed to work through. Um, she did a great job. She really did. She went to a program that was here in town. Uh, I believe it, it was at Truman Medical. And um, she was like a completely different person by the end of it. It was great seeing her. She really dedicated herself to getting back to where she wanted to. And that's the thing. I don't really help people that um, – really need a therapist i will tell you if you need to go talk to somebody yeah. and get that kind of treatment okay. i'm i am here to help people that are ready to move forward in their lives they've, they've come to a point where they can't handle what they've been through or what they've done so far and they're ready for change um but they have to be willing to do the work right. if they're not at that point i'm not the right fit for them and these these people were ready for that yeah. change so and i got to see them um, for several months and then again kind of got to the point where they were like okay we feel really good i'm like good great nice. go out into the world and let's see how things go and um then i got to see them um early in the summer and i could tell that she was expecting so then oh, i sent her an okay. email and followed up and was like hey um are you she's like yeah so they're doing good good that's the best thing i want to hear i, I bet i, I bet hope i don't hear so from amazing. them for a very long time you yeah know? Maybe a Christmas card. Oh, that would be lovely. Or like a baby announcement one day. Mm. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that'd be cute. Start adding those things like my just my own personal collection. It's not like you'd be like, look at all these plants. It helps. It's not like you want to break out an album of things, but, you know. Yeah, so I, I know I, I was kind of researching a little bit about you. Mm-hmm. I don't do a ton of research for these podcasts because okay. I, I don't want to know too much going just in. Just go to my website. I just really looked at... Yes, your website. Mm-hmm. And I read some blogs. Oh, okay. And then I saw I saw different things. I saw the first thing that interests me or that caught my attention was obviously the sex coaching. I'm like, what exactly? Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, and then you do like life coaching. Mm-hmm. And I started reading a little bit about that. And I was like, I could use life coaching for sure. Uh-huh. I go, I go, there's no way I can afford it though. I was like, there's no way. So how... How affordable is I'm stuff like I'm probably a lot like more affordable than people think. Um, yeah, I'm just, but my ignorant self, and I have no idea, I just think something like that is just something for, like, people that make, uh, you know, I'm kind of blue collar, you know, I don't. it's more of a, a white collar paycheck that's helping out with, you know what I mean? It's so in my mind, yeah. but I'm ignorant, and I'm admitting that to you, so. 
And I don't want you to tell me how much it costs or how what prices are or anything com- on the market. Coming but to see me once a month would probably cost you as much as like your gym membership and maybe your morning coffees, you know, for the month. Once a month? Yeah. Is so that what people need? I often say I don't want to see people every single week because they don't really That's have a enough lot. time to That's work through stuff. Shit. That's a therapist shit. That's therapist shit, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe once a month, um, every other week at most. Okay. Just because a lot of times I'm asking them to go read books or articles. I or gotcha. You know, read things and work through things. Um, yeah, there's a, there's assignments, there's homework, and sometimes yeah. that homework is sex. Oh my! Yeah, so I was speaking more on like the life coaching. Well, on the life coaching stuff, sometimes it's masturbation. Sometimes you need a release. I'll, you know, th- the thing is with life coaching, sex is a part of your life. So even That's if true. I'm coaching someone through That's like true. a I career mean, change, why I'm beat be around the bush? Them about yeah. like, well, how's your yeah. Hating your job affecting your love life. Your libido yeah. or whatnot. Exactly. It's all. Yeah. Even when I was a weight loss coach, which I did that for about four and a half years. Yeah. Um, I felt like when I was pe- coaching, especially women, about their weight and their lives and stuff, it was also about sex and love and intimacy, all that stuff. That makes a lot of sense. We had a lot of um, goal weight babies. Like the younger women that would come oh after yeah. they like gained the baby weight and hadn't lost it for a couple of years. They'd get down their goal weight and then a couple months later they'd come and be like, so, yeah, I'm pregnant again. And that was a fun feeling too just because that makes you sense. Knew, especially watching some of those women go through that journey of self-doubt and, you know, does my partner really love me and he says he loves me even though, you know, my body's completely different. Or partners that really weren't attracted to them after they um, put weight on, things like that. That's huh. That's hard thing to help someone go through but it happens um, uh, uh, I try uh, you know I stumble over my tongue often because I what do you think is it okay if a guy says you're not what you look like at all anymore you've gone way too far and I'm just not attracted to you at all that's got to be a part of a sex coaching. A couple has got to come see you for something like that. No, that's a big deal. Like that is a big deal. Well, I, because I've here's the thing. Um, when I was overweight, I kept trying probably to sh- overshoot what I, you know, should have been as far as like body type. Um, and I had a friend of mine, a guy friend of mine. He was kind of counseling me through that, and he, I did have to actually say out loud, like, I get that me being my size, I can't expect someone that like looks like that. And that kind of hit me like, I mean, nobody, whether a male or a female, wants to be with somebody that's not probably healthy, fit, and it does affect your libido. Mm -hmm. It affects your overall happiness because, let's be real, once you start putting weight on and you're not taking care of yourself, it is an entire cycle. The food that you put into your body, the way that you fuel yourself matters. It affects everything from your mood to your sleep to your weight. So... That's ultimately, I think, what often partners are not happy with, even though the weight is the easy thing to pick no, on. No, I... And, like, the physique, yeah, that is yeah. that is the overall thing of, like, I was once attracted to you when you were, you know, thin or fit or healthy, and now you're not. And also the behaviors that come along yeah. with putting oh, it to yeah. that point, uh-huh. that, that can be what's the challenge. Yeah. I don't know. I... I admittedly am an asshole at times, and I have said to previous relationships early on. Don't get fat. Don't get fat. 
like, I can't tell I you a single won't. guy that I didn't date that hasn't said that to me too. So you're not the only asshole out there. Yeah, I understand that. I just, yeah, I'm sorry, but I really, I don't want to be with a fat chick. And it's, there's so many reasons. And I don't think. I don't want to be with a guy that's overweight. You don't want to be with a fat dude? No, I don't. Of course not. I don't know why. I'm sure there's something. Yeah, but yes, again, for me, having been in the weight loss industry, I know what people are like when they get themselves to that point where they're overweight. Yeah. And, and that I don't want that kind of behavior yeah. around me either. Oh, for sure. I don't want someone that's There's lazy. a lot of poor decisions. I don't want there's someone's on. making poor decisions. I don't want someone. That, also, the last partner I had, he was kind of overweight, and he helped me get overweight while he got more and more overweight. So it was that was also a control thing. It was, okay. you know, make me unattractive so nobody else will find me attractive because then he's the only one and then I'm stuck with him. Yeah. Yeah, and look, I'm not saying. So sometimes weight's used as a control issue in a relationship too. Oh, no, I've heard that. I've heard about, uh, I've heard of it on the women's part mm-hmm. on like a sexual side where they just don't want to have sex anymore for whatever reason and so they try to make themselves unattractive and they just eat so well i've heard of that that's a thing yeah that is a thing for women who have i'm not saying everybody's like that sexual assault early in life right yeah yeah it can be a tactic okay sure Mm -hmm. yeah but even beyond that uh just i get it to say you're an asshole is not necessarily like the fairest thing to say it's just that there's so much more that goes along with it to me. So maybe, oh, you're, I've maybe been you're not outwardly thinking about all that stuff. Yeah. No. I have been called an asshole before. Well, I've been called plenty of names in my life. But. At the end of the day, do they really matter? Um, nah. Yeah. Eh, it's all right. Sometimes. Hey. Mm. Sometimes you have to be an asshole. Sometimes you have to be a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. What's the bitchiest thing you've had to do recently? Tell someone I was not interested in dating them. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because unfortunately we went to coffee first before I realized that it was trying to be a dating situation. Um, you know, he could listen to this because he is local, but it just was one of those like, oh, oh, no, no. Mm. Nobody listens no, to this. You're fine. No. <laughs> well, I'm going to be promoting the shit out of this on my social media. Really? So people better fucking listen to this. Listen up, people. Yeah. We're going places. So yeah. you met up with this dude for coffee. Mm-hmm. And... It didn't go well, or did it, it go well? I mean, it was just, I thought it was for networking. I thought it was for, yeah, yeah. I didn't think it was for anything other than he wanted to learn about my business, and I maybe was hoping to maybe get a coaching client out of it because he doesn't have a job at this time, and he's trying to get some stuff going and stuff, but I don't know. Uh, it just, I could tell after the second, like, I, he tried to make another appointment, and I was like, no, I'm I'm, I'm kind of busy right now, but, but thanks. And then he tried to make a third. I was like, no, I'm again. I'm busy, and it's three days later. And yeah. He tried a, a a fourth. I was like, hey, so no, uh, you know, I I gave you an hour of my time to tell you about my business, and I feel like I I told you everything that I could, and I'm very busy right now. And plus, I kind of feel like this is trying to get converted into a dating situation. That's just really okay. not what I'm interested in right here. So if you've got a client you can refer to me or you're wanting to be a client yourself, right. that's fine. That's that's it here. And he was like, oh, yeah, I, I was trying to turn this into a dating situation. I'm sorry you didn't understand that from the very get-go. And I was like, oh, no. no okay. No. That's not too bitchy. It's not too bitchy, but it's – That ain't bad. If you're calling I that bitchy. Also, my response – okay, because my response was very guarded because 
we live in a world where I have to basically be responsible for the potential of someone's response. I had what do you to, mean? I had to word it in a way that wouldn't um, hurt his feelings, upset him, make him mad, Why? make him lash out. Because, Why? Because we live in a world, if you make them too mad, they'll start calling you names like publicly on social media, start fucking with you online, do we live doxing in you, no. and giving your information away. Do we Do we really live? Yes, we really live in that Is kind that of world. Something? Absolutely. Where you women do? have to be really cautious about like, you, can, oh, you well, have to be direct and you have to be firm because if you're too soft, they won't get it. You have to be just direct enough, but just nice enough to where they don't get pissed off and go, well, fuck you, and start calling you no. names, start calling you a whore or a bitch or whatever online. That happens. After one or two dates? Yes. Sometimes okay. it doesn't even take that much for people to start you're, fucking okay. with you online. You're saying they just say the wrong thing, and they start like being jerks to, towards so, you. Okay. That's been part of my hesitation in getting too like public or out there with my stuff because there just comes a point where – you say the wrong thing or you do the wrong thing. You piss off the wrong person, even if it's not intentionally. And uh -huh. then all of a sudden, like, you're a target. Huh. Okay, so you're saying women have to be like that. Well, mm -hmm. wouldn't guys? I, I mean, do I guys have to be like that, too? I, it, is, it can be men, too. But in this particular situation, when it comes to he obviously wanted to go on more dates and I did not, again, it's. Uh, I I I just yeah women can go okay, the whole women going crazy thing where she starts like stalking you yeah that's like yeah that can happen but it doesn't happen very often it's it, the thing with a lot of harassment online especially too is it could be really subtle oh and it's a small city you know word of mouth that guy could you know say whatever he wants to people that he knows like that's what i'm saying is i had to be very measured and calculated in my response so that to you have to prevent i mean he could just be a genuinely nice guy and would never have ever thought about doing things like that but i don't know him right no i understand that you think you have to be like that yeah that's the whole point is that i feel like i have to be like that to control the situation i think you're i think you're over worried mm, maybe i mean there's nothing wrong with being better safe than sorry I mean, maybe I'm under worried. I do that often with a lot of things. Uh, I just something surprised me, and I'm just maybe I'm way more naive than I'd like to think I am. Mm. But like I said uh, last week's guest was saying all the dick pics she gets, mm -hmm. and I was blown away, mm -hmm. blown away. And so I guess all right. I guess we live in a society. How that many followers does she have? Uh, I don't know. She got quite a few. What does she do? Uh, sh. Like a she's musician. an artist. Okay. She's a musician. I think that often is a problem for especially women artists that people, women that are putting themselves out there on Instagram, like their videos. Right. And, and she's an attractive like woman. Yeah. Good voice. She's putting herself out there. Sure. I think there's a certain amount of entitlement that certain men, not all men, that certain men feel towards women like that. that. Because that's not the first time I've heard that about female that artists, even small ones like locally. Yeah. She's um, or, or local actresses and thing, even actors. Um, they get just harassed and inundated anytime they put their work, yeah. their art out there. Yeah, I guess well, it's a weird world. I, that's the internet age that we live in. Mm -hmm. It's a weird one. Mr. Grinch. <laughs> just want to do a song here. <laughs> you need like a little like song break in the middle or something. Yeah, a little dance, a little singing. So when you first saw that I was a sex coach, where did your mind go? Uh went straight to your website because I had no idea what to think. Okay. I really didn't know. I didn't think anything immature. Good. 
you know, because that's, that's, that's stupid. Well, I'm I'm a I'm an older guy. I um, will say that my my business card has a double entendre on it. So if I'm in person, often it makes people's heads go to because it says owner and head coach. Ha uh, ha. Uh, yeah. Usually only people engage <laughs> that. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember anything specific about. You didn't giggle when I handed you my card when we got coffee, which I, I again I do appreciate you asking me out for coffee because you do record at your home studio and you know I needed to make sure you weren't a nut job or anything like that before. Yeah. Course, I absolutely. That. Yeah. But yeah, you didn't giggle when I handed you my business card. I probably honestly mm. didn't read it. <laughs> I knew who you were. Yeah. And I knew what you did. Yeah. So I was like, oh, here's a card. Just being straight up with you. First time I handed my card to the mayor. Sly James? Yeah. He's just so cute with those little bow ties. <laughs> but I see him at, at events all the time. And we were at a ribbon cutting downtown. And uh, I had my, my name badge on. And he saw my company name. And he was like, open the doors coaching. That's, what's that? And he, I, uh, I handed him my card. And I said, well, I am a relationship dating and sex coach. And I started my own coaching business so I could help people with their love lives. And I did my ne- my little elevator pitch. And he's just like staring at my card. And. I mean, mouth open. He looks at my my two friends who are on either side of me, and they just shake their heads like, "Yeah, she's yeah, she's for real. She's not bullshitting you." And he, I get done saying what I had to say, and he just goes, "Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, um, well, d- thank you. <laughs> uh, tell me more." <laughs> yeah. And I just gave him kind of like the extended speech, and he was like, "You know what? I think that's great. I love the entrepreneurial spirit here in town. There's lots of resources. Have you kind of started reaching out to those?" And I told him. You know, I got my score mentor. I'm going to do Kaufman Fast Track New Ventures, which is now Elevation Lab, um, which helped me write out my business plan. And, yeah, I told him some of the things I was doing. He's like, I really think that that's fantastic. I bet it's quite a, a niche for you, right? Yeah. And, uh, and he's like, I bet if you just got a billboard, you get all sorts of clients. Oh, like, good idea. Uh, sir, I think I would probably get the wrong kind of phone calls at 2 a.m. He goes, yeah, you're probably right. Well, when you're that big, that if when you're big enough to have a billboard, you got yourself an assistant. I and he'll go through I'm the I'm going to build an empire. And I'm going to have a billboard, but it's not now, and it's not going to have my phone number on it. Yeah. It's going to be like when I get my own radio show or write a book radio or show. something. You can just do a podcast instead of a radio show. Yeah, but like that doesn't get you a billboard. I want to be like like Dave Ramsey's got his – actually, Dave Ramsey was, was in last night. I saw him. I also work part-time at a restaurant in, in town, Crossroads, and Dave Ramsey was in last night. So oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't get to serve myself. I just got to kind of see him through the door. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that guy. He annoys me. Yeah, but he's got a billboard. I want a billboard. I I don't think they're that expensive. This is true. Shit. Now I'm going to get out front marketing. What if we, what if we, uh, Let's go in on one. Right. Half oh, the side okay. will be out open the doors coaching. Well, the other side will be Nander Talk, Talk Podcast. Podcast. Yeah, okay. we'll just put our logos. I need a really schnazzy name for my <laughs> podcast, though, and I don't have that yet. Is that something you want? Do you really want to do a I podcast? I do want to do a podcast. Yeah, I think that there's lots of topics that can you can talk about sex and something else. That's, that's the only thing I've thought about. I need sex I need and I am. Here's the thing with saying sex and or so, sex something as the title. I don't know, but I imagine that market's probably pretty flooded. I've looked and on all on If not, then go for it. I don't know. It. That's my thing. Like that was part of what I did with my research when I started my business was I kind of tossed around some names and I started doing some research mm-hmm. and which I hope you did the same to make sure there's no one out there trademarked with like anything that's close to your stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just start, I mean, to start just writing some ideas down and yeah. start researching and seeing what's out there and what's close to it, what's not. 
Yeah, I've heard you were on. This is not your first podcast, by the way. This is my third. This is your third. Mm-hmm. I listen to them. better every time. Is it? My first one was great. I didn't hear your first one. I heard the one you just recently did mm-hmm. with a local guy. Yeah. And uh, I was kind of more on the political side. Yeah, we were talking about some legislation that he was opposed to and I'm opposed to. We're kind of opposed to him for different reasons, but semi sort of the same, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, what, what do you want to get into that? I'm not saying political. I'm not a political guy. I mean, I can talk politics and give you my opinions on things, but I'm not. This show is not political. I said my first podcast was a lot more fun. It was called Must Love Fetish. Much, more, much. It was more Must. fun than this. Yeah. No. Sorry. Okay. No. My first one. Bye, Felicia. And then you. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with you. I'm not saying it was the most fun. I'm saying that my first one was more fun than the last one. Okay. So, sorry to if he's listening to this one but i highly doubt it i mean i talked about sex a lot more in the first one so of course it was more fun yeah you love talking sex i do love talking about sex do you mm-hmm, yeah just openly like open doors yeah sex? i mean my my company is open the doors coaching um so i'm pretty open with a lot of things that i discuss with people i mean i walk around networking events with the got condoms button on oh okay. and i have like a, a kit in my purse that i keep in case people call me out on that i'm like yes i have some to choose from what you, s- you, like? you mentioned something that you all, you do Facebook Live. I do, yeah. I'm not a Facebook guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have an account under my normal name, mm-hmm. but I, I don't mess with Facebook really at all for a whole other, it's whatever, I'm not going to get into that. Mm-hmm. But you do Facebook Live. What do you do on there? And um, It kind of depends. Sometimes at me- I'm at networking events, uh-huh. and I'm just there to like kind of say, here's where I'm at, and here's some of the folks that I'm around. You should come check this place out. Um sometimes that's kind of like a podcast the facebook live is kind of like a podcast like this last one i did a a condom review okay (laughs) um let's see what else what's a condom review how do you do that i was talking about my favorite condoms and i was like showing that i just got a sample for the female condom was showing that to people so they could maybe go check that out uh tell me uh uh-uh not me i already know i already Mm. know why don't you tell everybody else what a female condom is for those unschooled not like me i know it's a condom that's inserted into the vagina, and then you can put whatever you want in there, whether it's a penis or a dildo or a vibrator or fingers or all sorts of things. But the condom just stays inside the woman. How? It, I ha- I have one. I mean, I could show you the sketch on the outside. It just it does. I mean, it's. But it's I mean, obviously it. Obviously, a like, condom on it. It's kind of like a vacuum. Once you get it up in there, it just kind of like stays. I mean. When do you put it up there? before intercourse oh, obviously but i mean like like all right i'm going i'm like going out with this hot guy tonight on. no when do you put a condom on okay i didn't know yeah, if you like you're erect you you put a female condom in once the like things are going okay yeah. well yeah. pardon my ignorance you said you knew and well, i lied okay people i lied <laughs> if you guys could see my face you knew i was lying lying through my teeth i just had to make teeth. sure that uh pointed that out there. yeah i don't know what a female condom is uh I didn't know if it was like so. So like okay, the thing is, there's a ring on the end of it, like a plastic ring. So it that helps hold it outside, like on the vulva. So Kay. imagine like that's the vaginal opening. Right. I should have brought my vulva puppet. Should have. Oh, that would be really great for the cameras. There, well, there. maybe next time. Next time. Mm. Oh, Jinx, okay. you owe me a Coke. I got a Mountain Dew in my car. That's all. Um. That shrinks your yeah, dick. It makes you taste good though. Huh. And I don't have a dick. So I, don't I don't have to worry about that. Well, I don't care how I taste. I want Although a big dick. Although I do dick. have basic energy. <laughs> 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 What's the anti-Mountain Dew, guys? Give it to me. You don't want it to taste good? <laughs> I don't care what it tastes like. I just want it big. 
<laughs> what can I do? What can I do? I'm saying it tastes, makes your semen taste good. Right. I don't care what my semen tastes like. I want a big dick. So I don't. So need you're saying you don't already? I don't. Mm. Tiny. Somehow I doubt that. I know. Like I, that big dick energy thing. I, you did say I have big big dick well, energy. Well, I have it too. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I have it. I didn't know that I it's had it. It's a certain just kind of like way is. you carry yourself. It doesn't have actually anything to do with the size of your penis or even having a penis. Because like I was saying, like, Brianna, she's got big dick in it. Holla at your boy. I can't, I can't discuss the size of my. No, of course not. But. Yeah, I mean, that'd be weird. Oh, if you didn't have the cameras going. Yeah, that'd be weird. I got the cameras going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, the condom it just mm-hmm. goes. So I was thinking that's why. No, why I asked. Ring and this what stays outside. No, I, and the the sleeve like goes inside. Okay. No, I was just wondering if it was like so. Like, I've heard of guys putting cock rings on mm-hmm. hours before they're gonna have sex. That's just like different. all right, like I'm going out with this chick tonight. I'm gonna go ahead and prepare and slap this bad boy on because it could happen. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if the female condom was like I'm going out with this hot guy tonight. Maybe things will get. Maybe things will happen. I'm just gonna put this in here mm-hmm. just in case. I wouldn't recommend that though. At the at, so I started doing uh, intros to my podcasts. Mm-hmm. On this one, I'm gonna have to say, Mom and Dad, if you listen to this podcast, don't listen to this one. <laughs> don't listen to this one. What do your parents think about what you do? Um, they've been pretty cool about stuff. Uh, when I first talked to my mom about it, I said, so are you going to tell people I'm a sex coach? She's like, I think I'll tell people you're a life coach instead. Okay. So my mom's very, very sweet. Yeah. Um, my dad's my dad's like, so like <laughs> politically conservative, but he's not really conservative about stuff like this per se. Okay. Um, and I mean, you know, I, that's and so I funny. know Conservatives my parents aren't. are kind of freaky. They don't act like it. They look like, you know, Bob and Susie Homemaker, but they're 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 freaks and I know it. Not freaks in the bed? Uh, they are freaks and I know it and that's as much as I You walked in say. on them? No. Thank God. Not in like twenty years. You I watched mean, it was more like walking past the red room and the door not quite being closed well, and something. I shouldn't have like turned my head. That's as much as I've ever gotten. Luckily, luckily. Here's the thing. Well what can you possibly see? Walls oh. only hold so much in. Okay. Okay. Sure. And I'm a snoop, and that's all I'm going to say. I always found all my Christmas presents, so imagine what else I found. Oh. Huh. What did you find? I I am imagining. Uh, okay, so for my parents' sake, because I have a big family. Let's say hypothetical. Your hypothetical parents. I'm not going to put my cousins through listening to what Aunt Becky and Uncle Chuck okay. get down with. Hold on. Do you think they'll listen all the way this far? We've talked for a while, and we've gotten freaky a little bit ago. They might have turned it off by this point. Let's get I nasty. Ha- Let's well talk pa- about your parents' <laughs> sex. Please, I'm dying to know how how Papa Open Doors Coaching bangs Mama Door Open Coaching. I, I, I got to know. I got to know. Well, they're getting old, so they do have a wedge. Oh, a sex pillow. Yeah. I've heard of those. Well, I... I, I one time I walked in the room and I was like, what's that? And as soon as I said, I was like, never mind. My uh, mom's like, ah, I got a bad hip. That's awesome for them. I know, right? Really? That's is beautiful. That's the thing. I, as a, I love that my parents still have a good and healthy sex life. Because how many people after 30 some odd years, approaching 40, really still have a healthy sex life? I bet you it gets pretty weak after 15 or 16. Probably. Depending on, I guess, what age you get now, married at. But again, wow, good I've for them. Had, I've never had the conversations with them, so I uh, cannot yeah. vouch for quality or consistency. However, 
they do kiss each other all the time. It's they a good hold sign. hands. Great they, sign. Like, rub each other's feet on the couch. Aww, they're, they they're in love. Other. They're totally in love. So let them be freaks. Absolutely in love. Oh, exactly. the freakier the better. So I even imagine. though I'm like, I know you guys are kind of dirty, I, I'm happy for you. That's awesome. Because I want to be 40 years down the road and still be kind of freaky. So, although I don't know, I'm kind of old now. I don't know if I'll hit the 40 year years mark. from now. You're going to be 77. I'm still going to be getting down at 77. Are you kidding me? Golly. I you should never stop having that. sex unless there is literally something physically or health wise wrong with you. There are certain medical conditions that, yeah, it's probably not safe for you to have vigorous Golly. sex. It doesn't mean you can't have a sexual life or an intimate life. But yeah, 90 year olds should still be having like you intimate know, moments with their partners. That's a scary thing for a dude. Wanting to have sex when you're 80, 80 mm-hmm. plus year old. I'm just thinking about this You see now. Meet the Foggers. I mean, there's ways to do it. <sighs> no, no. It, here's the thing. Because dudes, historically, let's we're a visual. Mm-hmm. We like to look at. Although you've kind of pointed out that you're not since you don't really like porn. Unless I'm it's like an ethical thing. Against it's not ethical okay. one bit. Yeah, you're not really a visual person. So v- but you're, no. You're maybe I've, you're not. I have a people, very good imagination. Men. I okay. can make a. A vivid picture in my mind. Me too. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't need it. Okay. Uh, and so I am visual, like most dudes are. <sighs> when uh, when you're 80, and what if this has got to be? What if this is like life's greatest, like screw you when you get 80, and that's when you really get super super horny, but mm-hmm. you don't talk about it, mm-hmm. and all there are are other 70, <laughs> if you're lucky, year olds to bang. You can't possibly. I don't care how old you are, be attracted to. A seventy or eighty year old woman. I I, I I don't know. Maybe it changes with time. Maybe it, with Maybe time. it has to. But okay, I just because when you were twenty, were you attracted to forty year old women? Yeah, come on. Twenty year olds are banging anything <laughs> they want. It's called a milf. You like? But I now just now that put you're getting close. To, sorry, now you're getting close to forty. Are you now finding like fifty or do you look at like some fifty and sixty year old women and go like, oh, they're attractive? How personal are we gonna get? I do dating apps. Mm-hmm. I don't. What's your age range? If you don't mind me asking. Fuck, what's your age range? Don't there is no D line. You're going for all younger, aren't you? What is my age Which range? Which is typical. Uh, I'll be honest, I when when I okay. was on dating apps, I went for my age uh, and younger, but I didn't really go for older. Really? Mm-hmm. How come? I don't know. I mean like two years older, but that was it. Okay. But I had like a ten <laughs> ten year younger to two years older. Yeah. I don't know. I had much better luck with when I was doing dating apps, which I haven't done any dating apps since the end of 2016, so like January 1st, 2017, I was done. I had none. So almost two years without dating apps. When I was doing them, so I was in my mid-30s, I was 30, what, 35? Um, 34 and 35. I um, was mostly going for like 28, 29-year-olds. I had really good luck because they didn't have kids yet and they didn't have like divorces under their belt. Good age, badges, and they're baggage. not, and they're not super immature. Right, they're, they're kind still of over a the little boy fra- th- phase of their lives. Yeah, but they still have like, like that fun spunk, like adventure. They're starting to be an adult. Mm-hmm. And they've got you're real jobs now. Them, yeah, you're getting cars, an adult. That's when you get Ladies, please listen to this. They know what they're doing in bed. Do they? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, most of them. I mean, the ones that don't don't get a second chance. So. Yeah. Really. Even for a sex coach, let me uh, teach you what. I wasn't a let sex me coach then. <laughs> let me teach you how to Dougie. There yeah, was one guy that I kept around way <laughs> too long that I had no business keeping him around. And I mean. What was I his name? I'm not going to say his name. Come on. He's local. So. Do you know him still? Yes. Are you friends st- with him? 
no we're not friends on like social media like followers is different than friends but no he still tries to he still tries to reach out occasionally but maybe he, he's he has a girlfriend so i'm not really down with that okay I'm, I'm not down with sneaking around on somebody so i'm right. not gonna be the the girl in that situation but sometimes i gotta creep i can sing a whole rap song Here's the thing, about I don't that need, i don't need to give in to him to get what i need I've got I'm not saying others you do. I could choose from. Oh, I'm so not saying you do. Yeah, I'm just asking. That's you, my thing. If I'm like, just asking you to call this guy when out. I, when What's got, this guy's name? When I've got like five kinds of pie in front of me. Like I don't need to worry about that one. I don't that really cake? like. I don't, that yeah. I, I don't, don't want have, cake. I, I want pie. Get out of here, cake, with your small dick. It wasn't even that. I just didn't know what to do with it. Yeah, dude. What's his name again? <laughs> I'm not telling you. Come on. What's his initials? No. Mm-mm. Come on. Nope. We got to start nope, beef. Nope, nope, on my last nope, podcast, nope. I got I got this chick that start beef with uh, Tech 9 with Strange Music. <gasps> so we're going to start beef with this dude. Who is it? What's his name? No, I'm no. just kidding. All right. Mm-mm. I Can you hold court for like a minute? Why don't you pimp out your stuff or whatever you want? I got to use the restroom. I can do that. Almost every podcast I do this. I am unprofessional. I'm going to keep it like that. I've had a lot to drink. Not liquor, just liquid. I'll be <laughs> back. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, well, like you said, my name's Kristen. I'm with Open the Doors Coaching. I have a website you can visit, openthedoorscoaching.com. You can also find me on social media, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. I, like you said, I do a lot of Facebook Lives. Um, I have some workshops coming up as well. Uh, October 26th, I will be hosting um, a breakout session at a workshop called Care For You Too. Care For You Too is an all-day workshop for caregivers, volunteers, uh, people who are out there in the caring fields, nurses, counselors, teachers, uh, anyone who's out there who constantly puts other people ahead of themselves. Um, it's an entire day retreat at HJ's Community Center in Brookside in Kansas City. And we are going to also have some CEUs. Um, so any of the people in there who are needing their continuing education credits can come for that. But my breakout session is going to be about um, when you are caring for your partner and how intimacy can change some of the things that you can do um, to help keep love, desire, physical intimacy alive, even when there's maybe been some some changes when you're taking care of your loved one. Um, What else I have coming up? You can go back and listen to some of my old podcasts. Uh, Must Love Fetish uh, with Sweetly Sensual Sarah was one of my favorite ones I did. Um, I don't know what else to say to fill the time to kind of keep it going while he's gone. I actually have gotten halfway through your podcast, Robin, just to point out to you. Yeah, I've listened to. Yeah, I filled as best as I could. I pimped out my uh, workshop I've got coming up. Okay, on, nice. In October. October yeah. what? October twenty sixth. That's my birthday. Is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, an all day workshop called Care for You Too. It's a retreat for caregivers, and I'm going to be running a breakout session that's about intimacy when you're caring for your partner. So okay. like if they're they're ill or. Oh, I saw something you post about that. Yeah, yeah. that's got to be difficult for people. Yeah, I mean, I've I've watched I watch one of my family members go through that, taking care of my my uncle, taking care of my aunt, and mm. you know, so I just think about whether it's a long term illness or an injury or a permanent disability. Um, there's still ways to keep love and desire going, even if there's like permanent changes or you know, oh. things like that. I never thought about that. That's something a lot of people would not think about the mm-hmm. sexual aspect of a major paralyzation yeah. type situation. Yeah, or even just a long term illness, you know. Like your your partner has MS or Parkinson's yeah. or um, there's also a lot of things that come along with taking care of a partner that has things like Alzheimer's and dementia. Mm. 
So. So would this be where you would advocate for legalized prostitution or something? Well, thanks to FOSA and SESTA, we can't av- advocate to uh, wanting Are you talking that about kind of stuff. I don't That's know. That's that legislation I was talking about. Yeah, the so podcast, the last podcast you were talking about, something about FOSTA and SESTA. FOSTA and SESTA is a piece of legislation what that does was it stand signed for? into I don't know th- law. It was signed into law this year. It was basically intended to prevent sex trafficking. It and, was and signed catch, into law. Yes, it was signed into law. Um, that Remember when Craigslist personals yeah. went out? That's because of that law. Yep. So they're, they're tragic just, they're trying to pol- they are trying to police the internet. And, and here's oh, the thing. No. Like Backpage.com, they were selling people. They should have been shut down. Plus, they went back and tried to delete the records of posts of people selling children. They needed to be shut down. But Craigslist Personals, on the other hand, was a great way for people who, are, who were cam girls, who were sex workers, um, or just people who wanted to hook up but they didn't want to use dating apps. Like, the the... The person that sponsored it is actually from Missouri. Her name's Ann Wagner, and she um, equates sex work to sex trafficking. She thinks that any kind of sex work that's out there, whether it's a cam girl or phone sex operator, things like that, that anyone who's participating in that kind of deviant behavior is is innately just going to, you know, do something that leads to sex trafficking. Hmm. Okay. So, th- and one is one thing is not like the other. Right. All right, just because someone wants to make some money by dancing naked on camera or giving a blowjob or whatever else, you know. Doesn't mean they're shipping in people from other countries right. and they're selling them into sex slavery. Exactly. Giant difference. Exactly. How did that get passed? Well, when you've got people who are giving testimony, uh, the thing is, we need to do things to prevent sex trafficking. Absolutely. Right. There's nobody that doesn't want to prevent that. There's no one that wants to, that does not want to prevent children from being taken off the streets on their way to school and sold into sex slavery. You know who's okay? actually Nobody. been doing really good? Uh, I have heard at mm. fighting that that you would probably not expect. Mm. Trump. Th- that's, again, that's the whole thing. Fosta Sesta was what he signed into legislation. Yeah. So that's why people are giving him credit for that. That's why people are out there saying that, like, yeah. oh, we've shut down all these sex trafficker websites. Well, Has it helped, do you think? The numbers uh, that are out right now are showing that, no, it's not really helping. Because, again, the other thing is the law was written to be so broad and so vague and retroactive that it's not specific enough. Like, it's just like a big net that's going to catch everything. So, really, all they Hmm. did was push some of these people who are trafficking people, like, further and further underground. There's plenty of dark web ways to do it. I mean, it's not they weren't weren't really going after the, the actual problem, which is people who are they're going after the buyers rather than the sellers but they think that uh, the only way to get to the sellers is through the buyers so if you eliminate the buyer then if there there can't be a yeah. seller who's that? who's that you know what i mean yeah that's not how it works that's not how the free market works you don't get you don't eliminate the buyer you eliminate the seller if you want to make a change right there's like a that. i think it's a thoreau quote i see many men hacking at the branches of evil but none striking the root right and it kind of reminds me. That's exactly what know. it is. Mm. Yeah. So in the meantime, they're taking down. So what do you mean you can't? So you. So that's why I don't advertise right now. Advertise what? I don't advertise like I don't pay for ads. I don't because I worry that somebody could misinterpret what I do. I, mean, I already have people that misinterpret what I do. As sex work. Yeah, I've already had someone on LinkedIn of all things I don't know message me. LinkedIn is a professional business networking site. I already had someone contact me on LinkedIn and tell me that he genuinely thought, based on my description of myself, that I was a prostitute. 
I shit you not. Was that him being an asshole or him having wishful thinking or what? Or was this him? I don't know. And I actually kind of said something to that effect in my response to him. Um, Because he he tried to email me a couple of times back and forth. I was like, what do you want? Why did you reach out to me? And he said, well, after I looked at your... um, after I looked at your title on LinkedIn, I thought for certain you're a prostitute until I actually clicked on your profile and then I looked through things and saw that you were legitimate and then we had some business contacts and da da da. And by the end of it, he asked me to go to his paid networking group. <sighs> and so I responded, I said, I'm not really sure what <coughs> relationship and sex coach, entrepreneur, networker, connector, strengths finders proponent, and baseball fanatic screams prostitute to you. I wonder. But you were either trying to joke, which was completely inappropriate, no. or you were being serious, yeah. and that's completely disgusting. He was on the sneak tip, hoping. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's what he was like, doing. Let me joke and let, let me, me hope just and, let's yeah, see what happens. Let's see. Thinking. Let's feel out a response mm-hmm. here. Like we said a while ago, dudes are creeps. Yeah, they can be. Yeah, they are. I try to not. Not all of us, but I mean, dudes are creeps. They can't. I seriously, I can't help myself but say they can be because I try to avoid blanket statements as best as i can i mean it can be like it's hard. it can be like one of those afghan quilts that has some holes, <laughs> holes in it <laughs> you can throw the blanket on there and just some people get through those holes but yeah mm-hmm. dudes creeps yeah i'm a dude i'm gonna say it okay i still yeah whatever and women can be crazy i'm a woman so uh, I can say women that. can be crazy sure but i actually saw something this morning that was like the question you need to ask back if a guy says oh she's crazy to say well what bad thing did you do to her I was gonna say I've never had to really. I can't. I can't think of any crazy. You ever had crazy. a woman go crazy on you? I don't really think I've had crazy moments where rage has ensued, mm-hmm. and they had just a rageful moment. Mm-hmm. But I've never had a woman go crazy or psycho. That means you're probably a pretty good dude, and you treat women with respect. Then. Uh uh-uh. uh. Let's be real. A lot I of don't. guys out there that you see, they're like, "Oh, she was crazy." This, all these exes I've had, they were crazy. Well. Oh, if all of them are, then you crazy. Right. It's exactly. you. It's them. Yeah. It's him. Not them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So before I abruptly left us, we were on a road of Tinder mm, and yeah. Bumble oh, and yeah. social what's, dating. What's your age range? Well, no, I was I thought <laughs> we had actually forgotten about that question. We were just kind of going on that whole w- that whole because I do do online that. The online not. dating thing I've messed around with at times. Uh-huh. It sucks. That's why I gave it all up. It it sucks, mm-hmm. but I it's also can be useful. Um, for I've <laughs> for uh, whatever you want. I mean, whatever I've you had, want. I've had more good dates and great lays since I gave up online dating than I ever did with. You're it. a woman. I think it's. Mm. I think that there is simply uh, a difference in how you approach the world. It's yeah. I I'm a busy guy. I'm constantly meeting people. I am in situations where I'm always there meeting you new folks. Okay, see. So I'm able to just keep my head up, not down on my phone, and I'm looking around and looking and meeting people. I've met people on flights. I have met people while I've been traveling. I've met people at the coffee shop. I've met them, you know, in line at a concert. So. Yeah, I. I don't have a whole lot of time I have to met get them through Instagram yeah. or Facebook sometimes You're too, right. but. Yeah, I see. I'm more of a social or like the dating app type thing because I just have a lack of free time to do a whole lot of socializing out there. Yeah, but how many good dates have you really had with it? I've had a few. I've had quite a few. Okay. 
I've had some really good dates. I've met some cool people and it just hasn't worked out for whatever reason. I, I mean, golly, I feel well, like let me ask, did either of you find yourselves really like, especially with the profiles, it's easy to put a lot of information on there or to read into things yeah. and kind of decide whether or not this person and you have any chance in the long term. It's like, oh, it might be fun for a couple of dates, but, you know, we're so different or, you know, there's a reason that we would not work out in the long, but you still go ahead and try to have a couple of dates and see how it go. And then you're yeah. like, nah, there's no point anyway. So, see so yeah. Yeah. A lot of, I'll tell you, a lot of it is like uh, location. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just like, I like you. You're cool. If you lived less than, you know, X amount of minutes away. But there's a lot of. There's just a lot. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't want to get into a therapy session <laughs> on Ryan here because we could go down that path. And yeah, I don't feel yeah, I don't want to lay it all out there. Mm -hmm. Golly, why did I bring it up then? Right. I don't know if you've got <laughs> a really good connection with somebody. It shouldn't matter how far away they live unless it's no like, for real. Well, here's yeah. the thing too. So many of us want to jump right into like, let's have a relationship, especially divorced people want to jump Not kind me. of right into. Yeah. Well, but once they're with someone, a lot of people out there like already like attach themselves to that person too quickly like i gotta talk to them every day i've got to right. see them once a week i've got to have sex with them uh, you know every week whatever rather than just kind of let the relationship blossom right. and see what happens yeah yeah i've just i've done far less out and about uh connecting than i have the uh, just the the swiping way mm -hmm. but i was gonna bring up a and well, i the reason i gave up online dating and why I feel like I understand it's awful it up I, I like, give it up all the time well there was actually a study that came out a few months after I gave it up my friend was giving me a hard time he's like I think that you're just limiting yourself I was like I think this is really the best thing for me um there's there was a study that came out from a sociologist that was looking at people that dated exclusively online versus exclusively in person mm -hmm. and the people that dated just online would go out on a really good date and be like that was fun they were great whatever but there's got to be someone better keep on swiping oh yeah I could see why okay. people would, would fall into that. Versus people that only date people when they meet in person are like, you know what? It's not that often that you have a really good, genuine connection with yeah. somebody. Oh, that makes I sense. I want to, like, foster that. Oh, and yeah, keep yeah. going. And that makes sense. They totally. put more, like, weight into yeah. having a good connection. Whereas these people online think, oh, these good connections happen yeah. constantly. Yeah. And they, they really don't. And they don't. They're just a connection because they, you both found each other attractive. Mm -hmm. Nobody's reading profiles. Women read it. profiles. Yeah. Dudes, dudes, I don't. That's why I help people with their dating. Men mostly with yeah. their dating profiles. Oh, you help men with their dating I do profiles. Help men with their dating profiles. I was the only talk people about I have this. ever helped with their dating profiles are men. I've never helped women. Really? I offer all oh. the time, and they're like, "I'm." Let me though. tell you something, ladies. Step your game up. There are some brutal profiles out there. Let me hear it. I want to hear just like the worst of the worst. Uh, there's all there's. I can do all different kinds of. If you're not six foot, swipe right. Yeah, there's left. some. I see. I remember which way you're supposed to fucking swipe because I haven't been on. Left so is bad. Left is, bad. Left is peace out. Right is let's hook up. Okay. Um. So one, you get like, it's always. <laughs> I I I'm not a PC guy. How I just let it flow. Let's do this. Oh. Let's do this. You you tell one terrible thing you've seen on profiles, and I'll tell one terrible thing I used to yeah. see on profiles because like it's really funny to hear the what men are like. This is stupid. Okay. And what we're like. This is stupid. All right. So, you first. I there's so many. I'll start then. You know, I'll work hard, play hard. If you had on your profile, fuck off. As a dude, yes. Work hard, play hard. What does that mean? That means I'm just out to bang. It means you're a party boy. I work a, a lot, boy. and 
A fuck. Now Guess that's what? a term. Fuck Hold you. on. you. I work all the time too. Hold I've on. got my hustle going too. But work hard, play hard is just so passe. And it's a dime. It's a 90s it's, thing too. They're all the too. time. I've done a lot of profiles around here. Here's a term. You, you know terms. I'm not mm. into this world like you. Fuck boy. Fuck boy? What? Is a f- I've seen it in her. All he's good for is, is it is it F U C K B O I? Yeah, because he's a child and all he's good. F- I mean, okay, uh, not literally an underage. What's person, a fuck boy? But he acts like an asshole and all he's good for is having sex with. Like you're just gonna take him home, you're gonna bang him because he's gonna know what he's doing. But then you smack him on his ass and send him on his merry way. Fuck boys don't mind that, right? No. Is that does is that no. well when I see it I've or had hear a couple it? Of those. I hear it or God, see I went it. I in Louisville when I went for this like bachelorette party. It's kind of fun, but. I literally was, he was like, you got everything? Because you ain't coming back. Like, you got your keys? You got everything? Okay, bye. I slapped him on his ass and slammed the door in his face. So, when I hear hear that, I hear, I think it's being derogatory. Slightly. It it is, but you you enjoyed it. All he's good for is fucking. But why is that derogatory? That's a good thing. I mean. If that's what you're looking for. They had their time and their place. It's, I guess, derogatory towards him, it's, but it's, he's probably like... Mm. You know what that's like? But maybe one day he'll get to the point where he's not okay with, like, I don't want to just be a... That's slut-shaming. That's the, the that's your version of slut-shaming. I don't think that... Okay, I'm not making fun of his promiscuity. Okay. I'm simply saying he is nothing beyond... He's not a boyfriend material. He's not dating material. He is just for having sex with. But, he, I, but I don't care how many women he goes out and sleeps with. Uh-huh. That's different than slut-shaming. Is it if it's still derogatory if that's all he's good for? Because if you're slut shaming a, a chick has, that you're saying is a slut, you're saying all she's good. I guess you're saying she just bangs a lot of dudes and that's bad. Yes. It's and like you're saying, saying okay, slut shaming is more about like the fact that you either participate in intercourse or the number of people yeah. you would participate in intercourse with. Okay. That's sure what it's the still whole shaming okay. for slut being a slut is about. Okay. Whereas a fuck boy, the, sh- the only shame is. You are not worthy of taking you home after we are done. Yeah, fuck boys. I don't give a fuck. I Maybe fucked. they do. Maybe I've, they don't. I've known some fuck boys. Their motto. Let me come up with a good motto. I don't care if she got off. I got off. I, I'm good. In, I know I'm good in bed. I get off every time. Mm-hmm. That's a fuck boy. Yeah. See, that one that keeps coming back, I feel like he's just a fuck boy because he's never cared about whether or not I get off. And I've told him that. Like, you've never helped me have an orgasm. Yeah. He's like, eh. Who cares? I got mine. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he tried to pull it. Oh, I want to help you have an orgasm. I'm like, then how come all these times we were together before you didn't try? Like, no. No. Yeah. And, and again, you've got a girlfriend. Be gone with you. Bye. So, again, now it's your turn. Okay. Uh, So, you have to, I've been in the game for a hot minute, not super long, but I've been in the game for a minute, so Mm -hmm. I've learned a thing or two. Okay. Uh, You know how to watch for red flags now? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay. Actually, I'm not PC. I don't care. Fat chicks. You know what fat chicks do with their profiles? Yep. The the camera up top, (laughs) and it's only cleavage Cleavage? up. Yep. Every. Bra yep. possible. Every single picture is bra up at the most. Yep. And yep. Every single time. Mm-hmm. And fat chicks be super pretty. Super pretty. They did their makeup up. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you're like, ooh, I can see. Yeah, all right. We, you rocking a real pretty face, girl. Let's hook up. Let's meet up. I can't wait to get a couple shots in you, girl. Let's go. Did you not keep looking at their pictures? You do. And every single picture is... That's your red flag right there. No, no. This is As I said, I yeah. learned that. Yeah. That I that was I I had to learn that mm-hmm. the hard way. Yeah. 
Okay, the other thing, I know you're a hunter and a fisher. I don't want to see your dead animals in your profile. I don't do that. Thank you. Nobody wants to see that. Thank you. I the people who want to see that will see it and seek it out. I have a, I have, Thank you. I have a, a, Thank a platform you, for people to do that. Yeah. It's your Instagram page, right? I have a Instagram that's primarily hunting and mm-hmm. yeah, but it's not the Neanderthal one. It's a separate right. one. Right, your personal one. And I don't even use that one hardly anymore because I'm more focused on the Instagram, uh, the podcast one. Which I don't even focus on that hard. I'm so bad at pimping myself. Maybe I can teach you a thing or two. I'm all I'm I'm, I'm all about pimping myself out on social media. I yeah, I that. I am all about being taught and things. pimping others out. Like I said, I'm gonna pimp this show out hardcore when. Yeah, when I mean, it. I'll. Uh, this is all about pimping you. This whole mm-hmm. podcast, I'm doing the best I can. Thank you. It's I not as many people as will see your stuff normally, but I'm doing my thing. Yeah. And when I do blow up, mm-hmm. I will. Mm-hmm. Eventually, As I'm gonna be I, so. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just blowing smoke. We're who both knows? Building empires here. Um, they will come back and listen to my old, mm-hmm. old things, and they'll hear this and be mm-hmm. like, "Oh, that was one of the early." Oh, the when early they first ones. started podcasting. Like, yeah. Uh, no, but it's your turn again, though. I said I don't want to see your dead animals. So okay. What else do you not want to see on a, or what's the passe thing on a chick's dating profile? Uh, you see the work hard, play hard in the chicks, like that version really? of it. It's not work hard. Some of some of it is work hard, play hard, hard. Um, but a lot is like they're just they're basically saying I'm looking for a long term relationship right now. If we match, we're good. Like their profile says, you know, uh, looking for LTR or uh-huh. not looking to hook up. Like right. they'll say something that's kind of it says, hey, I want one man. Save me. Mm-hmm. I ain't trying to save a hoe. <laughs> Isn't that a song? <laughs> should be it is, uh, is it? there's some rap songs that i ain't trying to say though some lyrics so many lyrics out there some great ones i've been yeah. thinking of all the worst ones too lately because of this podcast. worst ones like sexual ones oh yeah just ba- I, I i i listen to some of the dirtiest hip-hop out there because it's dirty yeah yeah did you listen to that song i sent you that love again by run the jewels uh no Dude. not yet it's all about sex like dirty dirty yeah yeah like I stick my stick your tongue up in my ass oh that kind of stuff. man they're yeah. getting real dirty uh-huh well, i just call tossing your salad there's two guys killer mike and lp and they do their lyric their verses and then they have a chick that's more of her lines oh yeah 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 you know who's you probably didn't like Nicki minaj some of her mm-hmm. older stuff oh yeah oh yeah Whew. it's dirty real filthy yeah, i like that dirty. i mean i grew up on salt and pepper Okay. And a lot of their older stuff, you know, it yeah. was a, a little bit more innuendo than what you get today. I grew up on a two live crew and two short. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two short is first I, time I, I heard I "Give Me That Nut." I was in love. Ah, uh, yeah, Easy E. Hell yeah. <laughs> easy. Yeah. 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 Yep. Good old Easy. Give wrap me it that, up. That, that that nut. Yeah. You gotta wrap it up though, or you end up like Easy E. Easy E. That's why I did a condom review the other day. Oh yeah. How? So let's we yeah. We got off that uh, condom review. How do you do a condom review? I just. How did you do it? I got my little packet of condoms out that I take to my networking. Who gave them to you or did you go buy them? I, most of them I've gotten through like some of the things that I've been to and uh, the Good Samaritan Project gives out condom packets. So I kind of just like am redistributing those for those. Okay. They're fun because their little packets have two condoms, a tube of lube and a breath mint. Oh, nice. How perfect. Altoid? Uh, Lifesaver. <laughs> so, um, but there's a lot of volunteer organizations here in Kansas City that do give out 
production. Um, and so, yeah, I just was like, you've got these fun ones. from. They're actually called One Condoms because they got really fun cover art on them. I'm just going to get them out and show you. Now, these are condoms that anyone can just get at the store or are they like the, your reviews? You did like store purchased condoms or? Yeah. Hold on. She's digging through her little sex bag. Here we go. So here's a female condom. Oh, my goodness. See, so feel it how it's got the ring in it? Yep. That's what keeps it outside on the vulva. This chick's the got some labia. girth. Well, I mean, <laughs> think about... <laughs> it's a big it's ring. Got, it's I'm just kidding. I know. I'm being stupid. It's got to be for the stupid. dick to fit into it. I know. I'm just screwing around. I got a flavored one for blowjobs. It's banana flavored. A banana... I, I, I practice how to put a condom on with my mouth at a sex conference I went to recently. It's, does it taste... Like banana. It tastes... Is it good? I mean, I haven't tried the banana flavor yet. I've only tried the peppermint one. Huh. Um, I got like so. If people are picky when I'm trying to give out condoms. I got like lifestyles. Oh, old old school. Um, those are classic condoms. These are one. They do like fun cover art. I don't have the ones oh, that cool. I had on my video. Um, this is supposed to be Happy Pirate. That's good. This one's called Vanish, the hyper thin condom. So it's their their thin one from one. I don't think I have the condoms that I just typically use for my skincare. Let me see. Uh, van Vanish. Oh, that's by one. Okay. Hmm. I use skin condoms by Lifestyles because okay. they're polyisoprene. Polyisoprene. That's right. That's how you say it correctly. Um, so they transfer heat better than latex. Uh, the problem, the reason why a lot of people don't like latex condoms is because they prevent heat transfer. So okay. it reduces the amount of sensation that you have. Oh. So the polyisoprene transfers heat, so therefore it transfers sensation better. And they just don't smell. Like, I don't like the smell of latex condoms and how it just, They like, do have a smell. Yeah. Like, they you do. walk out of the room and you walk back in and you're like... Smells like, like sex sti in Yeah, it stinks like sex in here. It's a real thing. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, never had that problem with skin condoms. I The way I found skin condoms, I said this on my Facebook Live, was because I went to the internet... And I Googled least smelly condoms. Oh, nice. And over and over again, it kept saying skin condoms are like the least smelly ones I've ever used before. And then I started listening to a podcast from a sex therapist, Sex with Emily, and she was always promoting skin condoms. And I was like, okay, I found the right ones. Never had a complaint. So, yeah. Huh. So, again, how did you do the condom review? I just got up. I set up my little, like, tripod like that uh -huh. and put my phone up. I have a little light. Um, I don't know. When I got home from, from work, I still had, you know, my hair done and makeup looked nice. So it was 9 o'clock at night. And I, I try, I'm trying to film, like, two things a night, whether it's an Instagram Live or a Facebook Live or something on Twitter. Oh, yeah, fun. Um, and then, like, a video that's just for my archives. So the other video that I filmed that I didn't post, but it's just going to be for, for me to have later for release, is about my weight loss journey. Um because that is also something that I coach people on is health and weight loss. Oh, stuff. you still do the weight loss stuff too? Mm -hmm. Just because I think it can it's be part a critical component of having a healthy sex, sex life too. That's right. We got into that. Yeah. 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 When you get when you gain weight, it affects your libido. It affects your love life. So. It is a big one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was thinking about, um, like I said, I go off and on on the uh, on the tenders mm -hmm. of the world. And like I'll go on there and then I get exhausted because mm -hmm. I don't like to text. Yeah. I hate texting. I don't like text texting either. And I want to talk on the phone. Yeah. And that's all Tinder, Bumble, uh, whatever they are. Here's the thing. 
it's one thing to meet someone and connect on a dating app. Yeah. Don't use that as your means of communication. Right. You should be trying to convert that person into a date as quickly as possible. Okay. So not this messaging constantly. If they don't want to have a five to ten minute phone conversation within a week, you got to do that. Move on. You got to do that. How many times have you gone on a date and forty five minutes later you're like, this was a waste of time. Right. Oh yeah. Whereas if you just chat on the phone for ten fifteen minutes, you would have seen like there's no connection. Oh, there's this no chick is not. Meet. Yeah, my yeah. speed. So I'm just not even gonna bother. You know, yeah. Wasting my time and money because right now what's more valuable than your money is your time. Oh. Right. There's not enough hours in the day. Yeah. It's so just not. Talk on the phone for five or ten minutes. See how FaceTime if you can, so you don't get so you don't get catfished. But another good word that we yeah, produce. Yeah, they're holding their phone up like they're yeah. kitten fishing. Kitten fishing is the. What's the kitten one. fishing one again? You told me it's this like before. It's like catfishing's little sister. So it's it's just kind of like shining shit. I mean, you can still shine it up. Mythbus Mythbusters have proven that, but you're still a pile of shit. Like you're just trying to make yourself look better than you really are. Not. But not necessarily completely lying. It's kind of like Dwight Schrute saying that he is the assistant, uh, oh. assistant vice, what is it, assistant regional manager when he really is the assistant to the regional manager. Right. That kind of stuff. Okay. Sorry, my earrings are kind of bothering me. Here. No, yeah, sorry. Okay. These headphones. I have really tiny ears. Oh, you do? Very, very tiny ears. And uh, these headphones fit like completely over. Ow. But they were like getting my earrings there. Sorry. Sounds and feels good now, though. I do. It feels good so in your ear, doesn't it? Oh mm -hmm. my gosh, it's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> you have a good radio voice. I don't think I have a great radio voice. I think you got a great radio voice. Mm -hmm. I I hate my voice, but, and I really appreciate you saying that. That's nice. Yeah, my voice is, it is what it is. Mm. I don't, when I listen to recordings myself, I don't feel like that's how I sound in my head. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. Everybody's like that. Is it? Yeah, because oh. you have your inner voice when you're, when you're projecting, you're hearing... A distorted. I feel shrill. It's, I don't know. To like me, I it just sound feels like a little girl. Like sometimes I feel like I sound really young. Well, now that I've, I've, I'm three weeks into not smoking cigarettes. Yay! Good but, job. Um, Keep going. It's definitely affected my voice. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot smokier. I can hear the the ASMR kind of coming out in it. Oh yeah. Yeah, and we'll see if it goes back to sound like a little girl here in a few years after the all the damage from the nicotine's worn off. Okay, here's my thing. It might sound. Hmm. I was. I was. Uh, whatever. I think I would be interested. Uh, this is an idea I toyed around with, is helping dudes out with their Tinder profiles. Mm -hmm. But just in my way. Uh, well, my version was going to be slightly different than yours. Oh, really? <laughs> more like Hitch, where you're like making a completely fake profile for him, and it is more like kitten fishing. I don't know. No, but just like. Take like, all right, dude, you're a disaster. I'm going to hook you up, and then I'm going to do all the conversating for you. Oh, yeah, I don't And then that. you're going to get laid tonight. Well, yeah, if you're just trying to get them laid. That's, that's what easy. I'm talking about. I mean, that's I'm just I'm in for the quick buck. I can okay. do a quick turnaround. So dude, if, I'm going to get you. If they just want to get laid, I'll send them to you. Yeah. If they want to actually find, like, yep. love, they come to me. I was just – it was just something I thought of. I was like, I wonder if I could do that. I wonder if that would be a, a, an avenue – that hasn't been pursued out there trying to get taking over dudes accounts and getting them laid for them. I wonder, I, I'm, I, I always want to know if I could do it as, no, no, I want to do it just to see if I can do it. I would not be the woman on the receiving end of that where I show up. I'm like, Oh my God, this guy was amazing. Right. Well, who the fuck is this person that just showed up to this date? Like you're not even like recalling anything we said. Yeah. 
like I said, it was just, uh, it's more of a challenge to see mm-hmm. if I could do that too. Like, can I take the ugly duckling and turn him into <laughs> something that he can, I don't know. It Give was just, something to work with. it was just a weird idea. Like, I wonder if there is a, well, fixing uh, people's dating profiles is uh, a good idea. What is that word? Is there a, uh, like, I won't say the professionals. I'll say just leave it up to me. Yeah. Is there, is that out there in the atmosphere? You know what I mean? Is that an uh, option for people? People have paid me to modify their profile. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what you would say at mine. Well, I guess you have to show me. Yeah. It's basically pictures of me, obviously, Mm -hmm. of all different pictures. And then I say, what does my bio say? It (laughs) says... Uh, let me just pull it up. Okay. Da, 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 da. Is that how it always starts? What starts? Guys try to be like, I'll slide back. Like, I think my profile is really good. My pictures are good. And I'll be, I might, oh, okay. let me just show it to you. Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay. You can, there you go. Take a look Thanks. at it. Okay. What do, we got to tell the people what you're looking at. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First one is you buy uh, the case, a KC mural. Yeah. Okay. Second one is you uh, sh- clean shaven, yep. looking good with a cigar lit and cigars in your pocket. Um, third one is actually tasteful bathroom selfie because you're not taking it in the mirror. I got a bathroom selfie. Got, yeah, you're in front of your shower curtain. That's not bathroom. Se- oh, I guess it is, but it's not. I'm not. It's that's not, not like, a real it's bathroom not like selfie. The, yeah, it's not. And then the fourth one is a taco. Sure. So no, no wonder you get all the fatties. Yeah. <laughs> That's a homemade taco that looks bad. Doesn't Dude, taco I remember you from my profile <laughs> years. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, that wasn't on there. No, actually, I've seen this on uh, several guys' profiles, so that's oh. why I said that. I'm going to nix that one there. Uh, and then you with a friend, a guy friend. Okay, and then you with your two kids, but th- they're back, so you're not like getting li- And then you looking like a lumberjack next to a gigantic fiberglass lumberjack. Yeah. And then you doing your podcast thing here. Oh, that's the um, Actually, thing. I would say your pictures are all really good because you're telling people, like, you have kids, but you're also not like, here's my kids. Right. You know? um, it, you, the picture of you with a friend is you and a, a, a decently attractive man, but not a man that's more attractive than you. Oh, thanks. Okay. What a great compliment. Suck it, Casey. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, anytime, like, that's the risk you run. If you put a more attractive male friend they're like well i don't like him but hook me up with your friend oh i never thought about that mm-hmm. i've thought that before when i've looked at guys profiles oh, like, I don't well. want you. or the where's waldo where the guy oh puts that's in worse with like three or four yeah pictures with girls do that too people. yeah where all their pictures yeah, are with other people i'm, I'm yeah, not trying to be detective who the same person is in each of these plus yeah. your hair color is different three yeah. times and your ha- facial hair is different for dudes that's one thing that can really get people yeah i would say your pictures are good check out the bio can I read it? Yeah, please. I'm unemployed and live in my mom's basement. I mean, get in line, ladies. The whole package here. <laughs> That's it. She lets me have girls over, too. Yeah. We can just, <laughs> we just have to keep the door open. Yep. Okay. So, uh, I mean, do you get the, like, ha-ha kind of responses All to the your time. profile? Can All the time. Yeah. Some people are like, is that true? I'm like, nah, come on. Right. That's my filter. That's how you know if they've got a good sense of humor or yep. not, right? Yep. So, can we... Can we talk about when we met for coffee? Uh, At the end? I don't know what you're talking about. When you went downstairs? Oh, yeah, we can talk about that. Go ahead. <laughs> and had a date? 
Yeah. Uh, I. So he I, meets me at 9 o'clock. I met o'clock. you at 9 o'clock at uh, a local coffee yeah, place. Yeah, so I could make sure you weren't a, a fucking creep or I was, a weirdo. I, I would shout them out, but I asked them to be on the podcast, and I've got no response. I've asked multiple times, so I'm not shouting them out. Mm. Anyway, so we met for coffee at mm-hmm. 9 o'clock. And cause I w- good conversation. Good conversation. And Beautiful I was morning. Gorgeous out. Yeah. But I had... Uh, I had set up a date for I think ten or ten thirty something ten. So uh, it's like ten oh two. He's like, okay, well, I, you know, I gotta let you go because I've got a date downstairs. I'm like, okay, cool. So we we get up. I was hoping that at the, the beginning. Elevator. I said beforehand that I have a date at ten. I think. Okay, but yeah, I think you did. But yeah. then like it was like ten oh two. You're like, okay, time to get downstairs. Yeah. Whatever. Um, and I I joked like, well, hey, hopefully she believes you. This was just for business. Otherwise, right. and you're like, well, fuck her if she doesn't. And I was like, good, <laughs> exactly, good attitude. Yeah. Because, yeah, if she doesn't believe you off the bat, then fuck her. But, yeah. yeah. That was another one that you guys had matched a long time back, right? Yeah. And I've had that, too, where you match along. It takes a while sometimes to actually meet up with somebody. And when you finally do, it's like a big fucking letdown. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, what can you do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes I they knew, get past me. I knew when I looked at her that you would walk away from that saying that you had a better time with me that day than you did with her. Sorry, just saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was uh, whatever. Um, sometimes you strike out. What can you do? And I'll be, hey, but you know what? You put yourself out there. You you went on the date. You gave her a shot, and it just you know. Yeah. Nothing there, but. And besides all that, we got a good podcast out of the deal. Hell yeah. And a story for the podcast. Absolutely. Uh, is there anything else you want to pimp before we get on out of here? Hmm. For any couples that might be listening out there, um, you can reach out to me to find out more details about a trip that I am planning Ooh. for next fall for couples to go to a uh, adult resort in Mexico. Oh, my. Couples get away where myself and another sex coach will be doing an intimacy workshop throughout the week. It's not like we're going to take up their whole day. It's going to be like an hour or two each day. And then they can go have fun and practice some of the, the homework that we give oh, them. Oh, nice. Things like that. Um, also again, the care for you two seminar, it's coming up October 26th here in Kansas city and, oh yeah, go to my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, go to my website. You can take a look at my blogs, open the doors coaching. Oh, that's another open thing we could get into real quick. Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I don't have to end it now. I'm on no time constraint. Same. Uh, you, you had a blog that was mentioning float labs, oh, uh, yeah. uh, float tanks. Yes. Isolation the tanks. Sensory deprivation float. Yes. Those are there's a place around here for there's that? There's a few places around here. I went to Floating KC, which is down in Waldo. Um, there's one north of the river too in Briar Cliff. Have you been to that one? I have not. Okay. But I got a discount code for you if you want to go to Floating KC. So Okay. Yeah, so oh you for put myself out there real quick. You can get on my email list and I will send out like my blogs. Um I actually was planning on resharing this one because I've got all those discount codes to share discount um, offers to share from them. Um, yeah, you get into a big room that's filled with a thousand gallons of salt water right. and you float with no sound, no light. All you can really hear is like your own body. Um, it's intended to help you get to the point of relaxation where the parasympathetic nervous system is activated. And that's when all those positive hormones and neurotransmitters start flushing through your body. Things like, um, endorphins and norepinephrine and dopamine, all that stuff, oxytocin even. Um, and that helps flush out all those negative you know, neurotransmitters like cortisol and um, stress hormones. So I have been meditating for about 15 years, but I went through a lot in the last year and was having a lot of trouble focusing during my meditation. Yeah. 
and um, was coming up on something new was going to be fairly traumatic again for me to relive because um, I had to uh, testify in a deposition. So I went and did the float to just kind of get my mind back to a good place because I wasn't feeling focused. I wasn't feeling very driven because um, I was just so stressed out about everything. Yeah, stress can just stress as a mother. That yeah. will just eat. And I was starting eat. to shut down a little. Yeah, it's crazy. And what I can't stress afford can do. to. Yeah. I cannot afford. I have got to keep hustling. I got to hustle. Yeah, you got to hustle. Yeah. So I went did that float, and afterwards, I just like felt like things just kind of came back together for me, and I made it through the deposition. I, you know, felt it really, really helped good. out. I want to go back again. I'm definitely gonna keep doing it. Um, but yeah, I would recommend it to anybody. But yeah, you can go to Floating KC. You can go to my website and look at that blog. Um, and again, I'll be resharing that kind of on my social media soon that talks about that. But you can actually just reach out to them. There is a like a first time floating discount. Oh, nice. So I just tell them it's your first time. There's like a discount for military, first responders, poli- and police officers, things like that. Um, what else did they say they offer? Anyway, he's going to send me an email that had like all the, the list oh, yeah? numbers they have. So, but you can just go to Floating KC's website and reach out to them and see if they've got a discount that applies to you. I've been looking for a place. I've, I've heard so much and read so much about it. I've mm-hmm. really been wanting to do that. Like, I do some meditation mm-hmm. here. I love doing it outside um, with, like, my f- at least my feet in the grass. Yeah, I, like I, being do th- I do that a lot, too, when I meditate. I, yeah. You know, springtime, that first time when I can get out and put, like, sit in the grass yeah. in shorts. Yeah. And just, like, feel my hands and my feet in the grass. Yeah, because I like to just close my eyes and listen to everything that's going on around me when I meditate. Because like that helps me let the, the thoughts go. Okay, I like the frequency meditation. Have you heard of that? Where you're... Um, they have you, you can get pull stuff up on mm-hmm. YouTube with like uh, just not I don't want to say songs, but they're a frequency of noise and mm, vibrations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you just meditate and just drift away and you have that going, it can give you some real intense, intense visions and really? intense feelings. And it's just it really it's, it's colorful and bright. Uh, and See, it, I already it have colorful and bright. Okay. Yeah, this will probably just yeah. amp it up. It's yeah. I'll, I'll I'll get you hip to a couple different ones and you can try it out. But you get some earbuds, mm-hmm. and so that's all you hear. And just yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's awesome. Yeah. Probably couldn't do that in a float tank, but yeah, I've, no. I've really I really want to go and uh Listening check that to the out. Four cycles of your own heartbeat. Hearing all four of them is kind oh, of a strange yeah. experience for the first time. But and then your your mind kind of starts playing tricks on you. Your eyes, like your cones and your rods, start trying to look for light where there is no light. Yeah. And then they just start firing, and then that creates like almost like a firework burst. In, oh yeah, in like when mind. you press your eyes really hard sometimes yeah. when you do that mm-hmm. and you get those. Psh, psh, yep. It's kind of cool. like that. Yeah. And then that goes away, and then you're just kind of left with silence. And some people say that they freak out at that silence, and I mean, and then other people fall asleep. Yeah. I mean, I've what a waste. I fell asleep during an MRI this year, so I mean I can meditate pretty heavily. Yeah. Yeah. Those are loud. Yeah. Ooh, I those had are loud. <laughs> again my love of run the jewels. I put run, I asked her to put run the jewels on my headphones. Oh nice. The MRI, and then she tells you like, okay, first test is three minutes, second test is like four minutes, and this one's seven. And then uh, all of a sudden I heard like, okay, your test is over. And I kind of like, what? Oh wow. And I kind of like <laughs> jolted real quick, and I moved my feet, and then I like rubbed them together, and she's like, are you were you sleeping? <laughs> Wow. She's like, what did you hear for the last test? And I was like, seven. She's like, yeah, no, there was a nine-minute test. Oh, wow. I was like, I didn't hear shit. Nice. <laughs> That's some serious. I, just, I was starting to kind of freak out because it was like my head was in it. Right. And I do have some claustrophobia, but I just was like, focus on the music. Just let go. Just relax. You're going to be okay. So I was having like my lower back 
to say on MRI. So. Yeah, I've had the same exact one. I, I've had a I couple. I busted my ass last year. Oh, yeah? I literally busted my ass. I fractured my coccyx and sacrum last year. Is that your so tailbone? I, yeah, I cracked my tailbone. Mm. I fell on a wet floor at work. Ask so any. You want to talk about affecting your sex life? That's an injury that will affect your sex life. Shit. What? it? Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. For how long? Yeah. Six weeks? Eight weeks? <gasps> Months. Oh, boy. Months. Oh, my. There are still certain positions I'm like, nope. Oh, nope. yeah? Uh-uh. Oh, no, no you no, poor no, no, thing. No. <laughs> you poor thing. There are certain thing. things I can't do, like, as far as, like, spanking and paddling, things like that. BDSM play that I've tried that I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Just no, too no, much. No, safe word, safe word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jazz hands. That's what you do. Jazz hands? When you're, when you're tied up. Nope. Oh, nope. I've never <laughs> been tied up or tied anybody up. There's some clubs here in town that. A club? Clubs. 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 What's a what's a what's there's a, a there's a, a BDSM club that I've been to here in town. What does that entail? What exactly is a BDSM um, club? Um, they have a few dungeons. You do have to kind of be vetted to get in. It's it's a private club. It's How do you find open. out about these? You just Google well, as BDSM a sex coach, Kansas I sometimes City? have friends reach out to me and go, "Hey, guess what I do or what uh-huh. I'm involved in." I just had an old friend who we got together about something else, and then when. I don't know. We kind of got to talking about stuff. He said, would it be surprising to find out that I'm pretty heavily involved in the BDSM club here in town? I was like, no, not at all. It doesn't surprise me one bit. Huh. Um, he just, I don't know. It was not shocking when he said that. And we've hung out a lot over the last year and built up some trust. Um, again, knowing him since he was like 15, I was 14. Oh, wow. There's nothing sexual there. But yeah, I went to the club with him and let him kind of just beat on me. But we met beforehand and right. and talked about what all I would allow him to use, especially with that injury. He didn't want to hurt me again. It wasn't about that. He right. wanted to put me in pain, but not that kind of pain. Okay. Um, he's a sadist. I'm a switch and hadn't really got to play out much of my submissive side before. So he helped me with that. I mean, his girlfriend, or not, I shouldn't say girlfriend, but girl he's dating was there and saw the whole thing. It's a get big open dungeon room in a warehouse. And, um, you know, anyone that walked in could have watched. There's no there's no getting involved in anyone else's scene. There's no, you know, it's not like someone else is just going to randomly come up and do something. Right, there's yeah. Never that. I'm sure, yeah. Um, so while it's open viewing, there's no open play like that. Um, but, yeah, he just kind of flogged me, whipped me, spanked me. Huh. Some other stuff, and then that was like, that was kind of it. Yeah. That's what a club basically is. You mm-hmm. go there to. There's other things that other people sure. do. Play out different scenes. Huh. And, yeah. Again, the medical fetish. They've got a spot where you can do that, but that's just one thing that I'm not. Yeah, I you mentioned that earlier. I don't know what a medical fetish is. I don't know that I. I do follow know. a dominatrix on Instagram named Betty Bondage. She's heavily into medical fetish, which I love her. She's rad. I've met her in person. Um, is that like people that have a thing for crippled people or something? No, no. I mean more like um, a lot of blood play. Or needles, hooks, piercings, kind of things like that. Like, where you ever have you ever seen the like the penis that has like the piercing? Oh up? god, I can't Sometimes see that shit. Sometimes people just do like oh like that needles. hurts. Thinking about press, oh. and then they'd kind of like hold the ends of the needles and kind of like do things. Well, mm. and there's blood coming out, and then they were like drawing in her blood on her own chest. Again, I'm having the reaction that you're having. Where I'm like. Bleh! No, I don't do blood. There's a reason I was never going to be a doctor. Oh, man. So that's just brutal. For people that are into those things, there's Good no for judgment. Them. If that's Good what you want to do, exactly. I just out, have a literally. very visceral reaction to that kind of stuff. And I don't want a client or a potential client to think that that's judgment if I go like. <laughs> right. You're best off with a coach that's not going to want to throw up at the thought of blood. Right. Someone that can handle that. I understand. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. 
different strokes for different folks. Who yeah. am I to say what's uh, you do whatever and, you want? And I, I mean, I care. went I went for my school to a seminar last year that is intended to kind of bombard you with imagery and exposure to different things that kind are probably outside. Exactly, yeah, and, sure. and also just test and see like how you feel about things. We don't expect everyone that goes through our program to work with every population that's out there. Maybe right. there's people who aren't going to feel comfortable working with transgender clients because they don't have many in their community. They don't know them, and they yeah. just don't feel like they have the resources, or they're just genuinely uncomfortable with sure. it. I mean, there are Christian sex coaches out there, and that's okay. Like, yeah. Again, it's just find who you want to work with. And, and also, again, through that process, it was about how do you feel about it? Do you feel weird? Do you feel yucky? But why? Yeah. Because um, that was what I had to explore with the medical fetish. Where I was like, yeah. duh, duh, duh. And it was literally just that visceral reaction. I did not mind a dominatrix who was taking a man's penis and like putting it onto a cactus. Oh, like, I can't think about that. That hurts me. That hurts me. You saw sure that? Oh, my God. No, I, I don't want to think about her, it. Like, no, I don't want to think about it. I saw her put a flaccid penis into a typewriter like thing like and slapped the thing down, like the old school typewriter where oh. you slap the thing down on the paper. And then she started like typing on his dick. That sounds kind of hot, actually. I wonder how many words you could spell on mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't, God, I don't want to leave on that fucking note. Holy shit. Give me something happy to think about before we cut out this thing. That's crazy to me. I don't like thinking about that stuff. Like I said, I'm visual, uh, but in my head. And so I picture okay, the so cactus the and stuff. Thing, the oh, best thing that happened in that, that weekend was that I still want to try was there was this bodysuit video. Okay. So... At first, you just see these two people in these flesh tone. I shouldn't say flesh tone. They were cream-colored bodysuits, and you couldn't really tell which one was the male, which one was the female at first. So it was very androgynous and kind of sexy that way. But I mean, head to toe. Kind of okay. Remember in *Lethal Weapon 2* with the head to toe condom? No, I don't. Okay, never mind. It was sort it's of an obscure reference. Reference. Yes, it is. Well, it's Priscilla Presley and whatever his name was wearing a head to toe condom because they were talking about safe sex. I just remember that being so ridiculous still to this day. Anyway. They're just, like, rubbing on each other and touching each other. And then they're, they're trying to, like, kiss through the suits. I mean, they're thick. They're kind of like the green man suits. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. But, but, but flesh colored. Yes, but cream colored. White people flesh colored. I, that's why I tried to say cream colored. Sure. Because flesh tone has lots of variety. So just cream colored. And then they're kind of, like, like jerking each other off. Or, you know, she was rubbing his, his penis through it, you could tell. And then he's, okay. like, like, trying to, like, go down on her through the bodysuit. And all you see is, like, lots of places where they've, like, kissed and stuff. And the suit's starting to get wet. Well, then they start cutting holes like on their where their hands are so they could actually like touch something and okay cutting and a feel hole it and then reach into the body so you okay feel it. and then they're cutting like holes over the the breast so that he can play with their oh, breast and a hole over the the penis so she can actually suck his dick yeah and then it's just like Get animalistic it. like ripping yeah. it off of each other by that point i was like yeah there we I go and i was like this is hot she's like i know we've got to fucking try this <laughs> And by the end, like most of us were leaning forward in our seats, going like, "That was hot." And then all of a sudden, it abruptly cuts to another scene, and we're like, "Oh, oh wow!" I was like, "I need a break after that. It's really hot." I need a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. At that point, I did. I did. But it was. I was like, "I have got to find some bodysuits." There it is, everybody. Haul at your boy, you guys. This was Neander Talk Podcast. This was Open the Doors Coaching. Get at her for all of your sexual. <sighs> not needs that would be wrong but your sexual help with uh, your partner or your life coach if you need something to just get over that hump and get somewhere get at her find me at open the doors coaching or open the doors casey on twitter yeah happy to help thank get you get on my email list my by the way i have a not safe for work email list called the dirty bird so the if you want bird. something that's a little bit more risque 
put your personal email address in there. But uh, yeah, you can find me at opendoorscoaching.com and sign up for the email list. Boom. There it is, everybody. Kristen, thank you very, very much. Thank you for having me. Neanderthalks.